0: Hello and welcome to another installment of the Full Force Monthly brought to you by Hoarder, the collector's app. I am Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic80, and in this regular series we get stuck into G.I. Joe specific related topics every single month. Joining me on this episode is one half of the Articulated Points YouTube channel and my regular co-host on the Full Force Weekly. It's Patrick, not Picard, Stewart. Okay then, last month we looked at the impending HasLab reveal by talking about a few options that we think could be done for the Joe team. So this month, and with the latest reveal of Glenda as the Tier 2 unlock, we thought we'd stay in the HasLab environment and look at some international characters we would like to see incorporated into the Classified series. Throw in another version therapy and you've got yourselves a brand new episode of What is it Pat? It's the full force monthly. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's just the two of us today, mate. How'd you feel? Uh, it feels like it's an old weekly,
1: like yeah. with the way to do it. Remember where we used to do that?
0: Recording on Friday. Finishing around 3 and then editing until about 3 in the morning. Yeah, I remember that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember because we'd record. I'd bring up a bunch of topics of images and then I'd run to work. And then you'd be like, do you have this? And I'd be like, I'm at work. I don't have access to it at home.
0: Oh, man.
1: Something out. I'll figure something out. Yeah, that was great.
0: That was the worst, wasn't it? That was the... Why did I edit for so much of my life? like? It was like hours, man. I remember yeah. when we first did the weeklies it was i had an older laptop and it was chugging at that point like i would it would struggle so hard so just doing what would effectively should have taken like maybe four or five hours if i really put my you know m- you know really went for it would take 12 hours to do and it was oh horrible don't why are we talking about this forget it let's move on
1: i don't know it's bringing me (laughs) back to the times where i'd be editing articulated points and i'd have to like stop to let my laptop cool down
0: yeah yeah (laughs) i've had to do that before as well where it's like (laughs) i should probably douse this in water or something like (laughs) should it be on fire probably not I can't hold it on my lap anymore because it's too hot Is I, that a, I should stop using it i've got thigh tattoos because of uh <laughs> having a laptop on there like overheating uh just those like little apple screw corners just like literally burned into my thighs anyway uh yeah that's just an insight as to what we get up to when we edit there guys chris were you naked when you did the edit sometimes i was yes um Sometimes I was on the toilet, like having to multitask. Anyway, enough of my disgusting habits. Pat, we're talking um international vibes uh this month because of obviously Glenda's kind of uh release into the Haslab scenario. So um let's get stuck into it. <laughs> Okay then, so thanks to the Brazilian Plasterama Glender Edition in the second tier of the Dragonfly HasLab, the subject of this month's show is Classified Series International Homages. We will each have to choose two characters, one good guy and one enemy faction we would like to see in the Classified Series, who saw exclusive release outside the old US of A in the past. So that means they either had a figure or featured in a comic story in a foreign continuity. We won't be doing repaints of characters that were released in the US like euro exclusive tiger force for example but that's really just a rule for me so i don't go too obvious we will come back to character repaints for the extra episode though so don't worry okay pat take us through your good guy Joe classified series international character please and thank you okay
1: first up it's one that philip and i came across while we were doing articulated points we've done i think two separate episodes on this it's from the takara Toy line sort of in in well not from the toy line it's from the japanese manga it's tate musashi
0: tate musashi dude this was such a like i am aware of this guy because of you and phil mainly and i have to say that i wasn't expecting it when you were putting your uh when i asked you the question i wasn't expecting this but like at the same time i wasn't completely flummoxed which is good
1: yeah uh i'm and i'm aware of tate musashi because of philip you know, he definitely rose my awareness of how cool the manga was and, and what it had going on for it. And I like the image that you've chosen here. Mm. Like, look at that character. You can tell it's it's very Duke-inspired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then when you see him in color, he also has camo. So he's got a lot going for him. It, oh, and, he, you know, actually, the, the image that you have of him just standing there doesn't have the uh, shoulder pad. Yeah. He, he does always have it. You. Well, always usually, I'm about to say. Uh any other image I can think of, he has that shoulder pad that's kinda like what roadblock
0: roadblock is like. and yeah. The the, the, yeah. the low light and yeah, 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 big time.
1: Yeah, it's a very G.I. Joe style character. Like whoever designed this this character did a really good job of creating somebody that was going to fit within G.I. Joe. But in the manga, he's the main character mm. of all the issues. Like it's it's basically, you know, a peek into the G.I. Joe team through this character that seems to be joining. I don't know. I would love to actually read it, but I, but I can.
0: <laughs> you can't. Uh, Were you telling me you can't read Japanese?
1: No, I can't. Yeah, I, I could look at the pretty pictures and kind of follow along with what's going on from there.
0: Just Google Translate, mate. Throw throw your phone up against it and see what it comes back. It'll probably be absolute gobbledygook, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have tried, and it's it's gotten some really weird results, especially with <laughs> name translations like philip had somebody translate some bits of it for us for the last uh cobra convergence Mm. and uh yeah the (laughs) the translations that the phone was coming up with were entirely
0: different
1: yeah don't you think like looking at this character that he actually could exist with quite a bit of parts reuse like this one's actually kind of on the table they wouldn't have to uh, sculpt him from from the ground up.
0: I think definitely from a design perspective, he's on the table. I'm not sure necessarily from a awareness perspective, he's on the table. Right. Um, that would be one of those ones where I, you know, I would question whether, as knowledgeable as some of those guys are at Hasbro, I would question whether they're aware of Tarte Musashi. But well, I kind of doubt it. Yeah, but. I think in terms of a design uh, situation, yeah, you, you're literally talking about a pretty cool Duke repaint, but with a an element of of something on the shoulder here too. So there might even nece- there might be a necessity to redesign and rebuild anyway in terms of the torso, but everything else you could definitely get away with, uh, you know, rebuild and then obviously it's a case of a new head, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think that'd yeah. be pretty cool. I would be interested to know how many of our listeners and viewers are aware of Tate Musashi and whether they are aware of it through the same reasons I am because of Pat and Phil on uh, Articulated Points. Let us know in the comments, guys, because it would be nice to know and get a gauge of not the popularity, that's the wrong word, but definitely the awareness of this particular character.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of curious as well because I think that I was actually really surprised by the response that Glenda
0: received so was i let's talk about that for a second so obviously yeah glenda has been revealed as that tier two that's why we're doing this episode and i was more i was actually more shocked at the 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 people that were saying who is it i think i was more shocked at that than i was the kind of disappointment or whatever that some people kind of were conveying and some of those were were kind of like crossing over as well like disappointment because they didn't know who it was and that's it to me Glenda's like one of the main obvious international figures. It, I mean what what are your thoughts?
1: Well, you know, I think that whenever we were kind of brainstorming all the characters that maybe they could be releasing as a part of the Hazlab. Yep. Pretty sure Glenda would have been in like the top 10 to 15 characters that we were guessing.
0: Definitely. She came up because, a few times in shows.
1: Yeah. There, there's definitely a crowd that wanted, you know, a major character to just be included because they feel like they've already paid for this, I think, and it would just be almost getting for free a character that they intended on buying anyway. Right. But I, I, personally, I don't want somebody like like, um, I don't know, think, think of a major character like Mainframe, you know, relatively big character. I wouldn't want him only in a HasLab and not available to people at retail. Yeah. Like, not how I would want that about so to me the has labs are they need to be a little bit more of a reach and they need to dig deep a, a little bit you no know, Cobra commander with the Mickey Mouse logo well that worked because of the fact that they could just put the regular logo at retail
0: yeah
1: kind of where my brain was on all these is look at what is going to be at retail
0: I mean there's so much there's so Paint many there. there's so many things about that that reveal as well the fact that you're looking effectively at the pre-paint of retro Scarlet with yeah. obviously a different head and hair and all that kind of stuff, I guess. But like, you're looking at the body effectively right there of Retro Scarlet, who is, again, we've we've seen the leak come out in the listings. People have been expecting it. It's been a rumored one for ages. And now it's kind of like, well, there there it is. You're looking at it right there. Uh, and then the other thing that, that struck me really hard was, and I know uh, that there's two levels to this. One, the original figure came with Flash's weapon like and backpack. That, we, we know that's the case. And that would always probably have been on their minds to incorporate when doing this figure anyway. But Mm -hmm. surely that also means, knowing that they are thinking forward all the time, that Flash is coming eventually as well. And it's definitely, like, Flash to me is one of those ones that fits in the design shift when the design shift happened and then lenny started to squeeze in you know breaker and then stalker came out and so on and so forth and all of a sudden it was like oh we're getting ogs and we're getting them early mm-hmm. flash is one of those and it just makes sense to me from a you know from all of these things happening that flash would probably line up nicely now that we've got his his accessories as well
1: yeah it 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 kind of pushes glenda almost even higher on the list of characters that make sense to make because you can include some of that tooling cost in with the has lab yep. and you know it, it spreads out the tooling costs i should say yeah because where else are you going to put that flash accessory like it's going to come with flash <laughs> beyond that uh cobra de Oso?
0: oh yeah uh, yeah spoiler alert maybe... i'm just kidding i didn't ch- i didn't choose cobra. <laughs> i didn't okay. choose cobra i wasn't sure if
1: you did <laughs> uh but But yeah there's not a ton of ways that you can use that you know it's it's not like it's the standard sunbow rifle that can just go in with everybody it's very specific uh so yeah it's like glenda makes a lot of sense because obviously there are other scarlet repeats they could do
0: yeah Uh, but but glenda say Say the name thank you yeah
1: (laughs) i wasn't sure if that was going to be a spoiler for later
0: no it's not
1: okay spoiler spoiler uh,
0: i just spoiled the fact the fact there's no spoiler because no no quarrel in this one sorry guys i could
1: see quarrel existing at retail obviously i could have in some ways seen glenda mm. exist at retail. pilot scarlet existed it's just one of those things that to me that that's a character that makes sense to include in a has lab and so that's where my mind is whenever we're looking through these it's that let's let's dig deep and show the world something maybe they didn't know gi joe that is cool because to me if it's a cool figure which glenda is Mm. like isn't that isn't that that the goal isn't that the goal
0: guys seriously yeah i don't know i think there's the there were all sorts of reasoning reasons why people were kind of upset about it and i think one of them is this expectation level that everyone has where it's like you know it's it's funny how what like it, there'll, there'll be a kind of conversation as what would you like to see in the Haslab Lab as, as tears and then the lists start happening right and those lists like whittle down to like the main ones and they almost become fact and it's like well this makes yeah. the most sense and that's what's that's what we're going to see next and then loads of people are seeing it and hearing that name and over and over again and everyone's expecting it and expectations just you know when when it's not what you were expecting and it's it's, it's from a disappointing angle in that sense like I get it but. I don't know. I've, I've, I don't know. I've, I kind of, find, of I find it weird that people haven't clocked onto the patterns and the, the structure of how things are done and the way in which companies like Hasbro and other companies too operate with these sort of projects. And not even just the crowd funders, but just at retail, there are certain characters you're just not going to see. And it's, you know, not because right. they don't want to do that. Like, like Lenny probably wants to bust out a bunch of random deep homages and stuff like that. But there has to be, you know, an element of popularity for that particular character. The beauty part with G.I. Joe, I think, is that there are so many characters that people love. So there are so many different, like, random characters that seem to have, like, a cult status. Or they do have high popularity... Despite not being, you know, in the the core kind of thing, so the, the core character hump, not the the core, not the c o c o r p s. <laughs> so yeah, I think um, I'm I'm I think I'm more surprised that people haven't got that, haven't learned yet about what to, you know, the expectations seem to be outweighing the knowledge level, I guess. Right yeah I I don't know I
1: would I would hope that some people just approach it with curiosity and to be honest we talked about this before probably anybody listening to us talk is already somebody who is interested yeah. or are very knowledgeable like there, I I really don't think that the full force viewer crowd is the crowd that was out there complaining
0: no it's a, yeah yeah I mean yeah that's true but also I would I will add you know, you can still be disappointed in Glenda appearing, like, you know, sure, like that's that the other true. thing. you know, yeah, like maybe I you just don't like that figure, yeah, I mean, totally. Yeah. yeah. Maybe
1: that bright blue is just not for you. And that that makes sense to me. There's plenty of figures that I'm like Meh. you know not not crazy about that I could be i you know, unenthused.
0: I think I definitely felt that way about a few figures early on in my life. And then what happens, this weird thing happens where I come to appreciate, stupid ridiculous weird decos and weird designs way more as i get older and like i'll look at it and i'll go i think it was it's got this weird thing you know where we were going through the whole uh club uh fss um yeah. kind of thing right and they would they would make a character rant like the ra- throw one random raptor for example right raptor was one of those kind of dorky figures back in the day i think like i yeah. still loved it but like I know it was one of the people didn't, you know, didn't really pay it any serious mind. The FSS one is phenomenal and it was such a cool update and it was such a cool figure that it was, it kind of propelled him into like a different stratosphere in my head. And all of a sudden now I want a Raptor in Classified because of that. And it's the same kind of thing that they did it for other characters as well. Like, um, I can't think of top of my head, but there are so many... That they just they, they just nailed and they're weird and they don't quite make sense, but they come out good. Big Boa is another one. Um really worked at that at that modern four-inch figure. And then oh, now I want the classified one, which thankfully we're gonna be getting soon. But do you know what I mean? Like I feel like that era made me definitely respect those weirder figures more because they, they were made to be even cooler.
1: Yeah, I do know what you mean. I think that sometimes also some of that stuff that is weird is because uh, done to the G.I. Joe wasn't getting repetitive, but it definitely had a, a tone and a seriousness to it. And sometimes when you have like a wacky repaint suddenly, I, I think that some of that was maybe the designer stretching their legs or in the case of what we're talking about, maybe it was something that had that international flavor that only somebody from another country could bring. Yeah, to the line. yeah. And, uh, you know, you're just looking at some of the crazy... We already brought up Cobra de Oso. That figure was crazy popular when it first popped up yep. online. Everybody sees that figure and goes, what? But, um, you know, maybe maybe some people look at it and go, well, that's a that's a GI Joe body. That doesn't make sense for it to be Cobra.
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And it's the colors are weird. And he's got a chrome head and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah there's some of it that doesn't make sense intuitively but you look at it and it's just cool and it stands out
0: it's i definitely think as well like i didn't really give a crap about like certain figures and decos from in like you know argentina brazil india for example we're going to be covering a lot of these actually in the show Um, and we actually what we've done uh what i really like is obviously you start with japan we're going all over the world with our choices. Like we're not like yeah. staying in one place for for the most part. We're there's a couple of you know repeat fe- offenders, but um, it, for the most part we get around the globe a little bit. And considering it's just the two of us this time, I'm quite surprised at that. I'm actually interested to to. I'm gonna have to find out what Justin wanted to do for this one. He couldn't be on this show unfortunately, but we wanna I want to get his choices as well and see what he th- uh see where he was going to go with it, because uh, it would I think it would be interesting to do. Um, anyway, so uh, completely lost my train of thought on that one. Like, what an idiot. Well, are you
1: going to get to what your choice is? We're still technically on Tate Musashi.
0: Yeah, we are technically on Tate Musashi. And uh, yeah, this is what I'm going to say. I, I didn't really care or give a crap about Satan and Ninja Ninjaku and all yeah. of those until, you know, you get an homage in 25th, or you get an homage in the FSS, or you get, you know, that kind of thing and all of a sudden it just makes things it it opens the door in a weird way and you go into that door and you're like oh there's loads of stuff i didn't know here like now i know what years plasterama and Estrella and fun school operated in and you do a little bit more kind of research and all of a sudden it's just like oh wow there's loads of cool stuff to learn here and uh that's where i'm gonna take us guys straight back to the uk <laughs> talking about brazil and argentina no for my choice um i thought and this this was a riff off uh pat definitely because obviously when you chose the comic bomb bomb manga tie-in gi joe character tate musashi i'm just saying it over and over again so it gets wedged in people's minds dude mm-hmm. um when you chose that, I was thinking, yeah, I've kind of been looking at action figures and stuff like that, and and I thought, you know, there is a major character for me in the Action Force weekly and monthly comics from back in the uh, late 80s, 87 and 88, that um, stood out for me as someone I would love to see in the Classified series. And that is Action Force head or commander uh, and Department of Defense liaison Raymond Trent, yes, or Trent as he's known to his friends and the Action Force team. Now, Trent was like the the kind of UK version of Hawk, effectively. He was the guy that was kind of although he was a little bit more CIA-based. If you if you look at the weekly, the first time, I think the first issue in actual fact of Action Force Weekly, Trent is actually briefing the team um, to, for a mission, I think on a boat. And, uh, you know, he's in a suit and everything and all that kind of stuff. So he is kind of like the the behind-the-desk kind of CIA operative sort of dude, right? But then in the monthly, and this is why I'm being very specific here, it's the the design of him in the monthly series, which is in 1988, followed the weekly series when that ended, uh, issue 50, and when we went into um, the monthly series, and then... Um, I think it's in like, basically it's a comic story called Death or Glory. And effectively Trent's daughter is kidnapped and he has to rescue her um, from the Dreadnoughts. And he ends up getting, spoiler alert, turn off now if you don't want to know what happens. He dies. I know it's like such a, it was a big, for those that were like fans of the weekly, it was such a big character death. It was for me anyway. I was like, what? He just gets absolutely mowed down by Monkey Wrench and his, like, you know, his, like, trident machine gun that he's got um, and absolutely just destroys him. It's it's really brutal. And then you see him, right, being held, I think, by Ripper or Buzzer. I can't remember which one. They're holding him, like, or oh, I think it might be Buzzer. And he's, like, heads back, his eyes are open, his mouth's open, like, he's dead, and he's got these blood-blooming bullet holes in. It is so brutal, man. So, like from many different aspects seeing him like he he, basically he was gearing up to go and rescue his uh his daughter so he's put the beret on and he's got like the green jet like top and he's got like the camp you know the the i think they're brown pants he wore the brown pants yeah the brown kind of slacks Mm -hmm. um so it would be a pretty simple kind of figure to do and i think again like you said before, like that kind of parts reuse would definitely be on the on the table here for someone like Trent uh, and to bang it out easily now the problem that i have here is the same one i think you have with Tarte Musashi is the awareness of the character but what do you think do you think Trent is a is a is a cool one to go with
1: you know whenever you actually made this uh like you decided exactly what the assignment was for this monthly i kind of was wondering if we were going to land on Trent one of the two of us. And mm. I was kind of hoping you would bring him up because I think that he's some he's a character that is a major character. Yeah, like, as far as digging deep, like, you know, I would expect most people have not heard of him. But yeah. in a lot of ways, he is very important. Yep. I think that it's a good choice. I think that as far as making him a figure, like looking at what he's wearing there, it could be very easy to just make that be a figure and then add some secondaries that make him kind of pop for the shelf.
0: Yeah, you know, big time.
1: Wearing some sort of gear or come with some equipment that maybe he didn't have in the comic book, but that's okay because it sells it as a toy. And then, you know, he, he could just look like he did in the comic as well. For yeah. For people who are, who are familiar.
0: Totally. I mean, you could, the other thing I was thinking of was, yeah, like like make him a deluxe to really piss people off. <laughs> And and fill it with things like a desk and a filing cabinet. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I think I think this is one that I would I would love to have. Um but it's probably at the end, I don't expect like I don't expect them to do Tate Misashi. I don't expect them to do no. Trent Raymond Trent. But this isn't about that. This is about what we are like dreaming about in terms of like fun international uh additions to the classified series. And I think like I said, with, with Trent there is a very easy build there, I think. Like, you know, maybe obviously you could give him a new head, or you couldn't. He could just have the same head as Flint. Yeah. He could just be Flint again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or here, how about this one, Pat? Do you reckon they could do a Flint but in to homage Trent, give him that deco? Like a red beret, green top, and brown pants.
1: You probably could, but I don't think that like I think that if a character like Tate Musashi or Trent was announced, I, I know that between us, we'd be exploding with excitement. <laughs> no one else would care. <laughs> there would definitely be a lot of that. If you re- just released Flint kind of with this deco, it would just be like, mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, Flint figure, I kind of wonder if he's also on the list to eventually be redone. Because mm. he definitely has some of that early look to him. So yeah. you completely redid Flint and gave him a new head, then reuse the original Flint as this, or the original Flint head, I should say, as Trent, well, then you know you could actually have two different looking characters. I think that would be good.
0: I think I struggle to think where they would put it line plan wise as well. Like you, you really yeah. wonder, where something this deep cut. Cause let's face it, we have just shown off a little bit here. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, what can we what can we say that's really gonna flummox everybody? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> what can we say about an international deep cut that people are just gonna be like, what? I just what thought you were gonna about? pick yeah. I just yeah. thought you're gonna pick Satan or Ninja Koo or like I- I'm Tiger Force Alphabet. But... There's, there's
1: there's
0: a there's a few actually like for example, here's here's one i wanted to do in the good person section um and that's canary ann because okay. be, mainly because again it's a different character that that's the whole point yeah. of what we're doing at the moment is that it's not like yes it's a repaint of a of a origin it's a repaint of a of a known gi joe action force whatever figure but we it's like the it's given a different like life a different backstory a different name um, in terms of the country of origin that it's in. So you get this like new character, even though it's effectively a repaint. So with with Trent, we don't even have a figure to work on. So that's good. It's just a character that's in the continuity. Same for Tate Masashi. He's just uh, in the continuity of the Japanese manga. And then with uh, Canary Anne, it would be the, you know, a figure that is just a yellow repaint of Lady J. But you could have fun with that. You could play around with it. Different head, different hairstyle, different. You know all sorts and then just redeco the figure done
1: yeah and a lot of times i think that whenever Hasbro's looking at the viability of releasing a character i don't really like the fact that i just saw lady j at ollie's i mean i do i love getting boys for cheap <laughs> yeah it, it does make me wonder you know it's it's not a good sign for uh the future of hasbro investing the money in sculpting and tooling and creating new lady j figures but if you have quick repaints they can do from that, they can get a little bit more mileage out of all that. And Canary Ann to me would be a much better thing to have than just like a night force Lady J. Yeah. I would much rather have a brand new character that both of them can exist on the, on the same shelf and it makes sense.
0: That yeah. And, Definitely. And I
1: think as far as you know approaching things from a toy perspective, redecos are very important. Yeah, big time. I actually had a couple of the other Compline Commandos on my list before I changed some things and sent it over to you.
0: Yeah, I I would love to see the rest of that list. Actually, um, I I literally told you my my I was just messaging you every five seconds, going, oh, "No, this is one thing I wanted to do," and right. then I did this, and then I did that. Yeah, mine is way more like scatterbrained.
1: Yeah, this time I tried to keep completely quiet until I was set in what i was do- going to do
0: well in that case bud we should move on to the bad guys then and yes. uh take us through your uh your first I-, I love this choice dude this is amazing
1: okay so for my first choice and maybe that maybe i'm just in a mindset of things that philip and i have talked about because we went in depth on this one as well and it is urzor yay from... so we're going uh south of here and to brazil and Brazil. he's a repaint of Repeater, which uh, if they released a Repeater, I think there's two obvious figures that they could get out of that. Night Force would definitely be in demand. Yep. And I think that if they did release Repeater, I, as Erzor, I probably would want a different face sculpt. Oh, hell yeah. Whenever you're dealing with a three and three quarter inch figure, you know, like uh, changing the shade or, or painting a mustache on, which is what they did here. <laughs> you could kind of get, get away with it being a little nondescript and looking like a different character but in the 6 inch you started to get you know some pretty specific appearances of characters that it doesn't work as well having two of the same head be two different characters
0: i would also here's a question for our listeners and viewers at the moment who if you weren't already aware knew that Urzor was a bad guy let me know in the comments because i i think when i first ever saw force of Fera, and those op- those figures and everything, I just assumed the good guys were the good guys and the bad guys were the bad. You know, like as we knew them, like Big Boa A.K. Kangor, yeah. I thought he was just like you know the bad guy, and and so on and so forth. So having seen Repeater repainted, that's easy for me to say. um Then I I think initially my thought was he's a good guy, and it wasn't honestly. I don't think it wasn't until you chose him as your bad guy that I went and checked and went, oh yeah, there's a cobra emblem on the card he's definitely a bad guy i don't think i'd ever given it any thought and yeah so that's an interesting one i just for our, our viewers and listeners will be like yeah we knew he was a bad guy you idiot that's just you being an idiot no i actually had to
1: double check <laughs> There's a lot of stuff there's a lot of faction switching whenever they would release the characters yeah their specific market because you know they were taking what existed and customizing it for how it would be you know perceived and how they felt it would go over uh to buyers. So I I was a little weirded out and then it made sense to me because I can't look at Kangor and think, oh that's a good guy. But it is a little weird to see Force Farah and think they're not on all, all on the same team.
0: Right. Right.
1: You know, it seems like that should be an actual team of guys, but it's it's not.
0: It's almost like the it's like the sub it's like the subline when they're both involved in it, like eco warriors for example, isn't it? It's like eco warriors when yeah. they're good and they're bad. So, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, you, but when you look at that lineup, I don't know, they all just look like they're together. Like they're having a, an absolute friggin' party. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. I I think I look at the deco and I look at the animal and I don't see bad guy. I see, like, a little baby bear that looks really cute. And I see... that probably rip you in half. Um, and then I, and I see the kind of the deco, which does not strike me as, like, bad guy. Do you know what I mean? But... Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. He doesn't necessarily look like a bad guy, but you know, he has an interesting symbol on his, on his hat that I don't really think is on the figure, but it's been on the painting as you have it here in the picture. And you know what the bear, I don't think that I would want it to be a baby bear (laughs) or small. My thinking whenever I was choosing this one was the fact that Fiona was such an interesting toy. Mm. So, if they were going to expand that out to other animals, and to me, I can remember walking into James Way as a kid and seeing Mutt for the first time, yeah. being like, holy crap. Yep. You know, a dog? There's definitely an appeal to having animals in the line. And so uh spreading their wings a little bit and seeing what they could do with some other animals Mate,
0: bears don't have wings well already bears, what? bears don't have wings pat i think you're mistaken you're thinking of you're thinking of the owl bear aren't you that's what you're thinking right some Dungeons and Dragons are <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well i think i think you could get away with like a two scale fairly decent sized bear in an animal companion set it might be yeah. on the higher end price point when you consider yeah. how much plastic you'd be kind of doing in that but if you made it roughly about the same height as the figure, you know, yeah. that would that would probably work, wouldn't it? But I'd be, I'd almost kind of maybe want it to be a bit bigger than the figure. Me be
1: too. Because the other thing that I'm thinking here is that you don't do it in a way that it can't be reused. And I kept on pressing this thought because I I loved the idea, I loved when the club did it. Okay. But adventure team stuff like if they have the tooling for a bear because they've made Urzor. Yep. My thinking, I'm trying. When I was doing these, I was I was trying to think like what would be practical. Yeah, totally. What could, could be made with mostly the parts of a repeater figure, and then you could make the bear and then reuse the bear for other sets, such as, uh, uh, you know, an adventure team kind of thing, and and recolor it. Uh, polar
0: bear, change so, the head.
1: Hey, a polar bear. Even I mean, you may have to retool the head. And make it look a little bit different but if you could do that uh you'd have some really cool looking stuff that i think would pop for a kid walking into the store
0: too yeah pop for me work, walking into the store i'll be like yeah i'll have all of the bears please wow yeah, I, would be really cool. I would army build or i would army build or and his bear that would be freaking amazing and then because it- Urzor actually strikes me as a little bit like you know, in the movies when you always they kind of like raiding the compound, the South American compound. He looks like every guy soldier that that is guarding whatever you know the area is, and like you could easily army build Urzor as like you know like a little team because he again the generic deco as well, very much like yes, uniform yeah. kind of style. I think that would be mm-hmm. that would be dope, isn't it? Imagine an like an absolute army of bears.
1: Yeah, and you know now that now that we're talking about it, and you have me in the the mindset. I don't know why you like what you were talking about brought up the Action Man stuff. Yeah, but you had a bear companion in that, in the toy line. Yep. So definitely a precedent for bears. We. G- were-
0: we were sharing that recent, like recently. It was probably about months ago now, but we were talking about that, weren't we? In the in the group, and I was sending pictures through of Action Man with the bear. And I can't remember what the we what why we were even on that concept or talking about it. Was it just because someone had seen it, or had you mentioned it
1: or something? I don't know. I don't know. I I really like Action Man stuff, though. It's Action dope, man, man, it is, and I think that now that we're talking, you know maybe some action man stuff really should have earned its way
0: yes well there's the 60th anniversary uh coming up next year and obviously we've had those two cheeky leaked listings about uh tom and jerry god knows who they are um genuinely don't know who they are but that that, that kind of makes me think that if we get in some sort of like you know gi joe 60s sort of like kind of thing Is there space there for an Action Man sort of classified introduction? And I think so because not only, you know, does it, you know, intercede and completely cross over with GI Joe of the '60s, but also we had very recent, not didn't make it necessarily, but in the '50s, didn't we? We had a lot of the kind of, you know, unreleased, unproduced Action Man stuff they wanted to do. In the 50th line so it's definitely something that would be on Hasbro's radar I think
1: yeah I think so and if it's not it I think it
0: should be it, it will be I'll send I'll message him now hang on yeah no I'm kidding um You'll make action yet. okay that's I'm, it I'm, I'm calling him now Lenny can we yeah cheers thanks you heard great how because I haven't recorded I haven't edited this yet oh well okay cool bye and also did that and I have a phone I could have just used that instead of done that anyway it's irrelevant yeah so erzo cracking cracking choice uh brazilian as well I'm, i think we mentioned that didn't we at the beginning yeah um but that is a nut like again we, you know we're, we're venturing around the globe a little bit um now i actually will i'm my, for my choice i'm staying in brazil but i'm gonna quickly divert to argentina very quickly because i was caught between two the two main ones I had immediately, right? Cobra Mortal and this other guy. And we'll get to the other guy in a second. But Cobra Mortal was the one that kind of struck me immediately when I was talking to you about international, you know, variations and and characters in different countries. And one of the reasons I really like the thought of this is more about the retro Snake Eyes that we have in the classified series currently. Mm. Because that figure... Is freaking awesome, and I get so much satisfaction looking at it. It's still in my like I have, you know, like the desk has to change every now and again because we've got a thousand figures already. But like, you know, some of them will get moved around and we'll bring some back in. Snake Eyes just stayed there the whole time because I love looking at him, and I think all the additions they gave him, the the head sculpt's wicked. But like, you know, the satchel and the little grenades and everything, all that stuff just works really well for the for the figure. Now for Cobra Mortal. I just look at that figure and I think, God, I want to paint this in chrome red and a little bit of black on the, uh, on the, the random leg. Pat, can you take me through your theory as to why in the hell they went with that as a deco choice?
1: It, it's tough because I, 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 have, I have a slight theory on it and um i didn't
0: know it, by the way viewers i didn't know pat had an actual theory i was just throwing this out there but i'm really happy he does have one it looks like we planned this
1: right oh you didn't know what my theory is on this
0: not on the paint no i've i just i just i i was saying it almost oh. as like a you know what why do you think they went with this but i'm so oh, happy okay. you have an actual theory that's amazing
1: <laughs> well it, it all ties back together because i thought we kind of discussed this with blenda okay like as a figure, if you if you actually look, she has not only does she have the laser gun, she is also the original figure. Anyway, is the torso is chromed, which they can't really do that with yeah. modern plastics. So, uh, n- not for not for the six inch figure. I don't expect it to be chrome, but Glenda's torso on the original figure was chromed. Uh, she had the light blue legs, the, the white boots. She had blonde hair. And on the card art, she also had like the radio headset and she's carrying the laser gun. Um, All of that points toward her being a reference to Captain Power.
0: Ah, I see. I see where you go. I remember we did talk about this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So with her being a figure released in Argentina that is referencing Captain Power, I kind of look at Cobra Mortal, Mortal, that it's also from argentina and i have to wonder uh is he almost inspired also by captain power which it what is it lord dread dread yeah yeah and how if you look at the lord dread figure it's uh black and silver and red and a lot of um asymmetry among those colors and then he also has the single eye and then uh you know cobra mortal has the dot on his head yeah yeah uh, i kind of wonder if it isn't I, I don't think it's meant to be like a representation of that character but i kind of wonder if they looked at that and went, wow that's really cool mm. and they came up with something so that's my theory
0: i that that is of yeah, it, it's w- when you mention it like that. When you, I remember you sending me the Glender image. Uh, sorry, the Captain Power image um, to show like the the Glenda kind of con- com- yeah. com- comparison. Um, with with that, I think it was them just going, "Hey, let's homage Captain Power." I think yeah. I genuinely think that was their um, yeah that that was their mo based on that. And I completely forgot that we talked about that. Yeah, that just shows you how scatterbrained I am at the moment. Probably yeah, slipping the into similarities
1: are too striking. Yeah, there's just. The way that Glenda is not a Captain Power reference. Yeah, There's definitely.
0: Just- definitely. Um and that's yeah, that's really fun. So Mortal, obviously, that's one that was on my list, but it was actually bumped, believe it or not. And I just but I wanted to give him the the level of care. As, a, as an honourable yeah. mention, because I, th- I thought there's so much about Mortal that's so interesting and fun. And again, it is a Snake Eyes repaint, and who doesn't want a Snake Eyes repaint? And I think you could do something really cool with that retro figure as well, and just do a Mortal, and boom, there you go. Um, I would even
1: argue that he's he's very likely, and maybe that's why he wasn't appealing for your list. That's probably
0: true, actually. Like we're probably going to get him. Do you know what? The fact that we've got Glenda now makes me think yeah. that maybe mortal is on the friggin menu yeah so i I, run, I really wanted to kind of definitely make sure we talked about mortal because yeah. it is such a cool figure and yeah and like you say it's probably one that you're very likely to see especially with the glenda precedent now um yeah you could be on the cards who knows I kind of want that now now
1: you better edit quickly so that this makes sense in case that's the other (laughs) flaw.
0: could you imagine cobra takeover mortal has taken over and he's firing anti-helicopter rockets at the dragonfly um yeah I'll, i'll edit quick i won't at all right then um so my actual choice uh long story short uh is and I think you'll like this one, Pat, going back to Brazil now. So if you're in, in the Street Fighter map and the plane's going to fly back to Brazil now and go, Brazil, Coracao, Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, good one, one of the funny, one, incidentally, one of the reasons I would love a Coracao is in relation to, do you remember when we were at Jocon and this was one of the Ultimate Enemies 2 pack figures um, for the Jo-Con, um set? It was it was like one of the two. It was a two pack. It was Coruscant and was it DJ? No, it was Coruscant and someone else. It might have been DJ in the Battle Force Two Thousand set. Do you remember?
1: Uh not really, but I'm looking that, it up. That, makes me, that makes me sad.
0: That right. makes me sad because you and I. Did a review video almost immediately in the hotel room on that's this That's right.
1: I do remember, I do remember that.
0: And that's one of the reasons why Korosawa or Corrosive, as he was known in the uh in the uh club version, um, was that was one of those figures. And I think like what one of the main reasons is because I-, I love crazy decos, of course. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I? Um but more so because it's such a random repaint and they what's weird about it is you've got DJ but I've seen this figure multiple times and never thought it was a DJ repaint even though it clearly has to be a DJ repaint and I think it's because you know they change so much about it skin tone you know all the, the different uh, deco hits are in random you know it's it's all over the place so it doesn't strike they do so much to it. That it almost like takes it away and gives it a new character and and gives it this new bad guy Forcer Echo um, kind of situation. So for me, uh, I just I, th- I think I was won over really by the the crazy deco. And also, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. I wasn't sure if they either decoded it to make it look like it had a uh, color change or if it actually has color change. But I think it actually has color change on it. Um, because
1: on on the original figure, yeah, yeah, it's color change. I
0: wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was one of those things where they, they, they weren't actually doing color change for the force echo and they were, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think I ever actually tried to change mine, but I assume that it is.
0: I assume that it is because I've seen different pictures of different versions and some of them have the splotch on there and some of them don't, or it's a bit lighter, so I was I was assuming that there was colour change on there and plus it does have a call out on the card. And obviously I can't be a hundred percent sure if it was just like a half-assed maneuver based on just a deco like you know thing and they couldn't, you know, they weren't gonna do the jet deco change thing. But uh I believe it is a colour change. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, obviously, by all means. Um but I think that added bonus makes it even more fun for me as a as a choice. Uh, now as for classified it's obviously a pre-painted dj or we've already had mm-hmm. a Dj um which again either works for me because I'd love to see battle force 2000 done in the classified series I think they'd be i would think they would that would elevate that team in much the same way as you know modern four inch figures did for some of these figures and characters um and I think that you know we could do that plus if we're brutally honest, The four-inch club versions did have some very soft head sculpts, if I remember rightly. The definition between helmet and face wasn't always too solid, was it?
1: Right, and honestly, they were also at a point where I wanted removable helmets for each figure. Yep. They didn't do that on all of those. And I can kind of understand with the cost of all of that that would be involved and how they were trying to keep things down and stretch their budget as much as they could. But yeah, it would be a lot of fun to see these revisited and actually have, like, imagine a removable helmet DJ, how cool oh, that would be. That
0: would be so awesome. What yeah. haircut would you give him?
1: You could make, it's, you know, look at what they did with uh with scrap iron.
0: Yes. Beautiful. It's yeah. funny, isn't it? Like, do you ever, do you ever, like, look at a character and think that's what they look like? You know, like, when you don't have that... uh that luxury of seeing their face
1: right well i don't think that i would have imagined scrap iron looks quite like he did does under there but it, it's definitely a good look for him yeah they they stuck with the origins of the character with him having scars and stuff like that so it, it totally it totally makes sense and i would be really curious to see and you know with coruscant you know dj kind of has the friendly face but the card art for coruscant is like gritting wouldn't it be cool if you have the removable helmet to be able to pop that helmet onto a, a gridding face? Totally. So to have a different expression for Sal. I think that, again, that's one of the things that's an advantage of of redoing things and looking back at things. I do think that his card art is funny, though, because Great, isn't it he has that peg on his shoulder <laughs> for the uh, hose to plug into, yeah. and there's no hose. <laughs> And then it's the additional funny thing, if you're familiar with the character, with the figure, is that it doesn't even come with that peg. There's just a hole.
0: Because yeah, they've got the head in the the hole in the back of the helmet, hasn't he? For the other thing and everything, yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, that is funny. Um, I I really would love to know more about the artwork from the forest because I think that's something that we've talked about as well, like the fun school artwork, the South American artwork. There's a lot of, you know original artwork that they they put into it i mean Urzor was original as well that's com- that's not like painted over or anything that is yeah. an absolute original um you know in some cases they would paint over like you know kangor and big boa they utilized i think big big boas card art to a degree didn't they um but then stuck yeah, I think a sometimes kangaroo... they were um
1: looking at doing a one-to-one look just just to make sure they had the style down
0: (laughs) that's true it's it's probably actually original but then also you've got the nordic countries that did all that beautiful artwork without weapons or like yeah with the weapons behind them so they didn't they weren't like you know using them or firing them or anything because of the uh the, the toy laws um Anyway, yes, again, this is this is the thing in it with the international thing. It opens up so many doors to kind of, like, discuss and talk about. It's it's kind of crazy. So, um, anyway, Coruscant, that's my choice for uh, the bad guys in terms of international repaints, or international characters, I should say, sorry. Um, what we're going to do is, obviously, we've been talking about, uh, you know, repainted figures and all that kind of stuff as well. Pat and I are going to do a little extra about... Specifically, no. Instead of like exclusive characters in different countries, we're going to be looking at repaints of existing characters in international uh, areas as well on the extra. So you get you get us twice for the for the price of nothing. You get it twice. How does that feel? Um yeah. <laughs> But before we do that, obviously we've got to finish this episode out, Pat. And uh, actually, and yeah, I should also say. Listeners, viewers, who are your choices for international exclusive characters to be brought into the classified series? Like we said, uh, this is about characters that have appeared overseas, um, not like, you know, Lady J, but in a different colour, or Snake Eyes in a different colour. We're talking an actual character. So... Let us know who, what your thoughts are on that, too, in the comments. Love to hear it. And there are so many options as well. It's crazy. Now,
1: yeah, I bet, bet there could be some really cool stuff in the comments. I'm curious to see that.
0: Same, because I know I haven't thought of everything, even though I've clicked right. on probably every image on Google ever regarding G.I. Joe Bloomin' uh, international stuff. Now, uh, next up, Pat, bit of version therapy. You ready? Have you tried Hoarder yet? No? Well you need to. If you have a collection of things and want to create a fun and easy way of organising it and of course showing it off, then get involved. You can post items and build collections and you can drop a status like getting a fun delivery or seeing some awesome related stuff on your travels. Build your collections with Hoarder. The app is free to download on Google Play and the App Store, so what are you waiting for? Get to hoarding! Right then, continuing with our regular monthly segment now, Version Therapy, which is where we choose a single G.I. Joe or Cobra character and have a discussion on what action figure version is their best. Now of course we are all probably going to have different opinions on this based on when we were born, personal experience and so on, but that's where the fun lies. Feel free to let us know your favourite action figure version and why in the comments below as well. So who have we got next? Well last month we looked at Wild Bill based on his connection to the Dragonfly, so this time we thought we would go with the character who is synonymous with international variations, it's Stalker. Do you like my thought process on that, Pat, by the way? Because it, I feel like Stalk has had so many international variations.
1: There's a lot of international stalkers, yeah. And it, he was kind of the one that was knocking around in my head as we were we were making that list. We could have done a top five, to be honest, of that list, but that would have taken forever.
0: <laughs> Actually, we could have done, couldn't we? I think that's, that's the beauty of having Justin on as well. Uh, we can get at least another two On each thing there, yeah, and we always—that's what we've liked in the past. We've always gone. I didn't, I didn't, I chose this one, but I wanted this one to be discussed. So I'm glad you did it. Um, Anyway, stalkers, mate. There's so many. Just we're not talking international variations technically. We're just talking versions of stalker. Um, So we're not talking jammer. We're not talking no camo jammer. We're not talking that other one. We're talking. (laughs) we're talking about stalker specifically um so pat take me through your choice for that for your your favorite version of the figure please
1: you know i i was kind of resisting going with what my favorite version of the figure was because there's the one that i have the fond memories of yeah then i also was looking at all of the stalker figures that have been released yeah
0: is that version one fond memories
1: No, surprisingly not. Oh,
0: interesting. Okay, carry on then. I I have
1: fun memories of version one, but that was was not actually the one that I was thinking of. Interesting. The one that I kind of enjoyed the most is to me a little bit different than the one that I, I feel best represents the character or is actually the best figure. And I think that Stalker for me is very synonymous with the beret. Like, Yeah. Where's the beret that's that's one of the things that that looks like stalker to me
0: i'm gonna anger you with my choice but yeah go for
1: it (laughs) um so i kind of went with one that that did have the beret and the club one was so awesome the tiger force one that's what i chose the the removable beret on that the head sculpt so much like the character now i do kind of wish that there was just a a non-tiger force version of this and this one definitely looks like they're tapping a little bit into Talking Battle command. Definitely, definitely. But it's because it's not like the other Stalker that was released in Tiger Force because that one had a lot of blue on him. Yeah. And actually orange pants, whereas this one has yellow pants. But I liked this one a lot because it also, the color shift felt a little more like original Tiger Force to me. I like this figure a lot. I think this is one of the most wonderful representations of Stalker, though it's not my most enjoyed one uh it's i i think that you know in the spirit of trying to pick something that that says hey this is what i think it should be like moving forward this is the one that i chose
0: mate can't, couldn't agree with you more i think it's it's probably one of the best stalker figures going um one for one thing it's tiger force i love tiger force and i love that 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 comment that you made about um you know the fact that it doesn't it doesn't exactly follow the rules of that previous Tiger Force stalker because as I see that too, is like almost like a separate sub team in much the same way as the Python patrol um, with their kind of six pack of, you know, like blood and, and that lot where it was like the vehicle deco they were wearing. Um, It's kind of like, you've got two separate Python patrol kind of styles. I feel like you've got two, almost two separate Tiger Force styles. You've got that vintage which weirdly enough is actually quite subdued. I don't think people really realise it. They just see yellow or they see, um, I don't know, things like that. But most of it is like brown and green and and black stripes and yeah. stuff. Like you're not talking crazy stuff. Crazy stuff is Euro Tiger Force, where it's like mm-hmm. we're going to just stick Blizzard in in orange and yellow, and that's just you know tough tough. That's what you got to deal with. And we're going to throw bright blue on most of the figures as well, like neon blue. Uh, And that's something that was definitely they were following in that set with the 2003 uh, version 3, just off the top of my head. Version 3, Sergeant Stalker. Um, So, or whatever version that would be in Stalker land, that would be 10, I think. Um, So that I would suggest is definitely a great point on that. And I think what the club did was the best thing there was to kind of go with the more... You know what you'd expect in terms of the of the of the deco for a figure that that joined Tiger Force, and then almost to kind of like tie it in, like you said, to the Talking Battle Commanders, and, and take a lot of cues from the deco there. Uh, the yellow of the backpack, the yellow of the straps, almost translates directly to the pants yellow as well, and like obviously the black shirt and all that kind of stuff. Just great, and I agree with you. I think if they'd have thrown in a couple of blue spots in there, it'd have been really nice, but. You're, they're clearly sticking to a more vintage style here, aren't they, for that figure?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh they they did a really nice job with that figure and I, I love it. It's it's one of the best modern figures modern figures to come out of the club, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: I've got to agree with that. I'd love it if the, if they did a Talking Battle Commanders repaint. Uh if they had done with the white pants and the and the black kind of splotchy camo. That would have been so awesome. Um In fact, I would probably have to say as an honourable mention the talking battle commander stalker is one of my favourites even though he's got a backpack attached to him on a permanent basis. You know, you could semi, I'll say semi-permanent basis, because you can take it mm-hmm. off. But I really loved that figure design wise. I thought he looked amazing. And I think one of the reasons I love it so much is because I had Stalker from the Hall of Fame series. And that that 12 inch figure was like very much the, you know, the, the talking about commanders, um, kind of get up and everything. So I think I love that figure because of that 12 inch figure as well. And like having the, you know, being able to kind of put the clothes on it and everything and like feel everything and everything was so, it's yeah. just, and it was a cool figure as well. It had that, like the hidden joints in like the spongy skin and everything. The embedded,
1: yeah. The ratchet joints that were, yeah.
0: I really kind of enjoyed that vibe from, from 12 inch figures as a kid uh but yeah yeah i loved that
1: i i enjoyed how that era of gi joe the the three and three quarter inch figures almost got extra celebrated by having another expression to have that same outfit in that that did elevate that stalker for sure because permanent backpack is a little off and the sneer the expression on his face has never been my favorite uh yeah exactly (laughs) it's a little bit like they definitely wanted to give a have the, to, for it to come across as he's talking. Exactly, it looks. Uh, he should have so- been
0: called. He should have been called. Not talking about commander, but bulldog chewing a wasp. Commander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of what it looks like, isn't it? I kind of, I, I, agree on on those points. I think I like it when they do exaggerated expressions to a degree. Like I love the grunt yeah. version. Th- three whatever the whatever the version is that with the orange pants that everyone hates i love that figure mainly because as a kid that was like right in that sweet spot of when it came out i remember buying him i remember being really excited that i had a grunt figure because i didn't own a grunt figure before that that was my first grunt <coughs> kitty said um there was a lot of things like that um obviously there wasn't a general flag figure but when that general flag figure came out it, it was similar vibes where it was like I've got a general flag figure finally, but then obviously not realizing it wasn't the general flag. It was, you know, his son, yeah. but yeah. even so it was cool. And I loved that figure as well for it. I mean, we've talked about, I think a uh, general flag in the past, especially the FSS version. I think we've discussed as well. Like a few times, I've definitely t- discussed it with Justin and Adam on the FSS battles. I think we ripped into that general flag figure, uh, the, the modern one, because it was a bit skinny. Uh, but, I I think yeah if I if memory serves we weren't fully on board with that but the original is just perfect I love that o-ring figure
1: Yeah I love that one too Anyway that
0: this has got nothing to do with stalker or version therapy has it So I will now ruin your day and I will go with my favorite which is actually uh you know we are we are kind of th- moving away from berets and we are going to beanie hat stalker mode right now this in my opinion and this is just my opinion i know you don't obviously have to agree with this no one at home has to agree with this i thought the version two of stalker and that's what i've gone with was one of those key moments in gi joe where you take a version one and you just do something so awesome with it like, you go into a different dimension, and you pull out a completely different design, but it's still that character. And you know it's that character. You don't have to be told it's that character. It's just like... it's. It doesn't even have, like, signposts of Stalker. Like, it's a completely different th- beast altogether. But the design, the artwork, the fact he came with a kayak... So many different cool things about this figure just blew my mind. Plus, it was in that sweet spot, 1989 release. I was there on the ground in the United States as that figure had come out on the shelves, and and I was like, "What? This is amazing!" And I I, I remember like just being that was one of the figures I took off the shelves and just stared at for, for minutes, just like going, "What? This isn't Stalker. Stalker's a completely different. I've seen him on." things in comics and cartoons and and other f- things even though i didn't have the figure um and jammer this is com- something completely different and i just i, th- I looked at it and i was like this is this is how you do version twos of characters is effectively what i'm getting at this is how you drive from now on um that said there are other versions of stalker that i also like i said like the talking battle commanders was one that i absolutely adore um there's also that version 5 from 94 is a banger as well like i really like that too um but i have to say for my my for for all of the different like nostalgia hits for the fact he comes with so much gear and it's like that massive brown machine gun which locks into the kayak the kayak's got a little thing like a little buoyancy aid on it on the side that plugs in everything's a backpack (laughs) (laughs) everything is a backpack guys on that it's like you want a backpack yeah let's just make everything a backpack it's just awesome and uh yeah and i have to say that I, i really enjoyed what the club did for the figure with that upgrade not so much about not fitting in the kayak though that was a bit annoying but uh, what are your thoughts, Pat, on my version two choice there? Well,
1: 1989 was so good for bringing up new versions of characters that were wonderful. Like the best version of Snake Eyes oh. was 1989. Uh, but also Rock and Roll came out that year. Oh. And after I was talking about the figure that I w- had the most fond feelings for. This was the figure. So no, you're you're not throwing me for a loop with good. this one. I, good. I absolutely love this stalker i like the fact that whenever they dropped the beret what they did with the sweater cap was to give it the camo that tells you that it's stock.
0: yeah that's there, what it is.
1: is that tie back and whenever i see that on the head i'm like man you know this thing could afford that deco hit of camo i really wish that whenever they did the stalker that came with the transformers crossover the new one that they had given him the camo on his beret just to make him a little bit different than the original, but to tie him back to the card art of the original. Right. The card art Stalker had, camo on his beret. So I kind of wish that we had that. The reason I didn't go with this because yep. I, it almost pained me not to send you this one as. Is it because
0: figure. you knew I was going to go for it because we talk about this no, quite a lot. No, I didn't.
1: <laughs> I was delighted to see that you did. Awesome. Uh, because come on, look like look at the look at that figure on the card. Like there is almost no sense in the thought that they were able to afford to make this cost the same thing as other figures at that price point yeah it's an arctic figure compare this figure to iceberg yeah remember that both of them are mainline figures yeah it's a rifle stalker gets a kayak a a buoyancy backpack a thing to connect them some oars a giant rifle a mask like it's so oh, i
0: forgot cool. i forgot knife. the mask yeah he
1: has that sweet mask and a knife
0: oh like, and and the other white rifle which is really interesting the other white dope. rifle yeah Do you know what's funny about that i think i've shown you this before you know i did that design for i, I used to send gi joe and action force um like designs for things and yeah. i did like i think i did like a character. i think i just drew a bunch of gi joe weapons on a bit of paper i think i've shown you it in the past one of them was that white rifle uh like it's just so cool and interesting and i want to see that in classified man this has got to be done in classified like come on
1: yeah i agree. i do agree and this one there's no way that they're going to do this one justice without it being a deluxe figure it's going to be this one would be big it might even be more than just a deluxe it might be like figure with vehicle kind of level could be, I could actually see this one being almost like a thing where the designers were drawing stuff and being like, well, we'll put this in there, we'll put this in there and just expecting bits to get costed out <laughs> to the point where it would have just been like the figure with his mask, a knife and the white rifle. <laughs> you know? And they probably the whole, the whole, whole process were like, I can't believe that we're being told this is okay. But yeah, 1989 was such a great year. For G.I. Joe. The reason I didn't pick this, because I haven't gotten to that, uh, is that it feels environment specific. Mm. And so to me, I don't see Stalker hanging around the base wearing this, even though he did in the comics obviously wear this 100 <laughs> he- year around.
0: He wore it in the infiltration of the building, didn't he? With snake eyes and, uh, yeah. and storm shadow mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So, that, Which was hilarious. Yeah. I remember watching that. Being so it like,
1: represented what he looked at, but it's just like, Stalker, we're in the city. Why are you wearing, you know, winter gloves?
0: Why are your boots muddy? Why have you not washed them? Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was always a little weird. Is that mud or is that camo to go in with the mud? I'm not really
0: sure. I... I think i assumed it was mud because the tundra is a messy ass place i could imagine like him getting out of the the boat you know the kayak and like walking through the water a bit and it's going to be a bit gross and a bit grimy i could imagine that you know like a little he
1: has the vest, camo and the camo on his hat that's not all mud so it's it's hard for sure i mean it
0: it's i i don't know what they were going for but it's cool either way i think uh that that would That would definitely pose a design challenge, I think, to the team if they were going to do this as a classified figure. Uh, as to what, what would they, where would they go with it? Would they do camo and then maybe some like different mud effects, like different color, different like, do you know what I mean? Like on the, the boots or something. Just yeah, to rough I'm them not.
1: Up? A, I'm not always a fan of of mud and stuff on figures, so that wouldn't that wouldn't ring well with me. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I just, I love this figure, man. And it, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of my favorites, favorite V2s of all time, I think. I think this is up there with the Rock and Roll V2. It's up there with Snake Eyes V2. It's up there with...
1: You meant V3. I meant
0: V4, actually. Uh, It's up there with, it's up there with like, you know, if we're talking V2 specifically, then it's up there with those. It is. Snake Eyes was an amazing upgrade. That was an amazing upgrade, wasn't it? Like, you know...
1: And it did put, like, the sweater cap on on the list of things, or beanie, I think, is that what you would call it?
0: Yeah, beanie hat.
1: That puts it on the list of things that kind of make sense and are in character for Stalker, but at the same time... Do you reckon he's
0: balding? Do you reckon reckon in reality he's balding and he doesn't like people to see his hair? And that's why why he's either wearing a beret or a skull cap or whatever. Who knows?
1: Maybe. Maybe
0: actually i say that but he's got dreads as well so he if he was balding that would be a look would not it just the dreads hanging out the back yeah i want to see that now um there's another there's another great version of of stalker though that version it 13 is. the 2011 um resolute one i think it was resolute wasn't it
1: uh well there's the resolute one and then there's the pursuit of cobra one
0: that's true that's very true pursuit it's of cobra that- would in 2011 wouldn't it yeah and Resolute's 2010. Yeah, okay. Uh, again, they're kind of the same, just different deco, aren't they, I want to say?
1: Uh, well, the...
0: Different legs, the, actually. The yeah.
1: Cobra one uses the body that was used for Snake Eyes from Pursuit of Cobra, and the Resolute one uses, I think, the Snake Eyes Resolute body. Yeah.
0: It's so weird, isn't it? That's... It's, yeah. They've certainly kept the... They've kept the history intact on both,
1: yeah, of the two of them being paired in different
0: by- universes, I love that. That's yeah. actually kind of fun. Um, it is kind of fun, yeah. But yeah, like yeah, the that the pursuit of Cobra one, I'll go with because I love that uh, gray kind of color on him as well. I thought that was really nice. Uh, but yeah, really, I mean, he has had some versions, some good good versions, and some amazing international variations. Like I said, Jammer, freaking like so cool, and like no camo Jammer as well, which is actually even more interesting in my opinion.
1: The Red Stalker from India Red. is one of the things that I thought, I, I looked at that and I thought, well, you know, what is that even referencing? Like, what was their inspiration? That wasn't just uh, somebody throwing whatever color they wanted in the machine and having a figure pop out. Yeah. I think that maybe that's a reference to a specific Indian military uniform or something. And in that case, it would be really interesting to, you know, change him from being stalker to being a, a brand new character that's specific to that release absolutely Joe from India
0: yeah and yeah yeah it's awesome good character good uh, lots of variation to choose from and yeah let us know in the comments guys what your favourite stalker is and I don't mean like you know like some sort of sex pest I mean as in stalker the figure let us know who your favourite stalker is (laughs) there's a list of like horrible serial killers that we get in the thing. no not that kind of stalker this kind of stalker Um, We'll also ask Justin what his favourite would have been because uh, that would have been interesting to know. Uh, He probably would have been like Sigma Six Stalker, would you think?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Sigma Six Heavy Duty would be uh, his favourite Stalker is what he'd probably go with. Uh, Anyway, that is everything for this particular episode. Don't forget, we do have another extra round the corner as well, so don't worry about... don't worry about that we will have a little bit more content for you guys but that does bring us to the end of this episode thank you for joining us for the full force monthly massive thank you to my awesome co-host patrick stewart thank you buddy
1: thank you it's always fun
0: see you next time and as always after three one two three full Full force. force done